Hey everybody, welcome to a special episode of the Race Nerd Podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in and thank you for all your continued support uh, for not just this show on CKCC Radio, but all the shows here on CKCC Radio, whether it's Motivational Moves with noted author Adrian Cotton, uh, Jay Bunny's Music Hub, or the United We Fan Podcast, or the Obviously, the Club Cafe Wrestle Talk, the show that inspired this show. Well, it was one of the inspirations for the show, anyway. I'm Matt Hardman. This is me coming from the mobile studio. Anyway, we're not going to do a full episode this week. This is going to be a special bonus Patreon episode. I'm a little hyped. I'm a little hyped. I'm a little hyped. We've got a little bit of a break. Um, no midweek races this week. So I will record. I'll be recording our regular episode later on in the week. But right now, I'm just enjoying myself. Enjoying racing. Enjoying life. as Because racing is awesome. All right? I see a lot of people on YouTube... YouTube comments, Twitter, oh, I don't really use Twitter, but, you know, I'll see people who post them on other forms of social media, i.e. Facebook, uh, Fakebook, as you call it, um, who just post the most ridiculous crap and fight with each other. This is about positivity. This is, this is going to be fun, all right? Because I, I took some of the most ridiculous things in motorsports, um, because I can. I can. That's what this is. The most ridiculous shit that you can think of. Um, I'm going to shy away from, you know, really bashing anybody. But there may be some bashing involved. But it, this is just fun. Fun, fun, fun. Going to talk some of the most ridiculous drivers some drivers that you wonder, where the hell did they get their license? How the hell did they get to the top of the sport? Um, Some of the most ridiculous names, you know, that you ever heard for a driver. Some of the most ridiculous sponsors. Sponsors! You know, there's been some crazy freaking sponsors throughout the years. There's been some sponsors which go together like oil and water. There, you know, there's just been some ridiculousness. Race sponsors. God, did you see the, the sponsor of the truck race at, at Kansas? I almost said at Atlanta. But Kansas this past weekend. Holy God. All right. We got all that. We got, you know, just everything. Everything. This is just what pops into my mind. Oh, okay. Now it's time to breathe. Breathe, Matt, breathe. Before you start, like, blowing up like Jim Cornette on an AEW rant. Talking about Kenny Olivier. Breathe, Matt, breathe. Anyway, so... This past weekend, I'm sitting at home. I had the weekend off. First time in a long time. I had Saturday, I had a birthday party. A really awesome birthday party. Happy 16th to my little minion in training, uh, Emily. Well, she's not really my minion in training anymore. She's 
a wonderful, wonderful girl. Um, my my sidekick, Jesse's daughter. Um, anyway, I didn't watch any racing on Saturday. And Sunday, I kind of just relaxed, chill, didn't really do much. Forgot there was even a truck race on. I see a buzz, and it's from my main man, my 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 partner in racing crime, Ed Ballow. Ed, you're getting a shout out here. Jesse got a shout out too. But Ed, you're getting a shout out here. Because I get a text with a picture in the in the words WTF. The picture was of the sponsor for the truck race, the second truck race of the weekend. And it was the EPT 200. For those of you who don't know, EPT, early pregnancy test. Hey, why not in the time of Corona? Why not have a pregnancy test sponsor the race? Especially when you're all told to stay home, you can't go to the races, can't go to the ballparks, can't go to the movies. Six feet away from the beaches, you know, you got sharks in the water. Why not sit at home? Just sit at home, do nothing. What happens when people sit at home? Things happen. Anyway, so I, I got into thinking. I got into thinking. I go, that's the damnedest thing I'd ever seen. Genius marketing, but the damnedest thing I ever seen as a sponsor. Then I start thinking, there's got to be other weird sponsors that I've seen out there. You know, obviously you get you get all you get all your automotive sponsors throughout the years. Um, you get beer, fast food, you know, hard liquor for a, a, a time period, you know, then, then you, then you start thinking, you know, what are all the, you know, you get some of these other ones that just, you know, they may be a one-off, they may be a full season sponsorship, but you, you get all these oddball ones that'll just come up. And, and I thought, and I thought, and I thought, and I thought... You know, what are some of the weirdest damn things I'd ever seen on a race car, a race truck, a drag car? I mean, I've talked in the past about WCW, uh, World Championship Wrestling, uh, sponsoring a car. Um, WWE, sponsoring a drag racing truck. Um, hell, WCW had monster trucks for a little while. Uh, does anybody realize that the... Uh, that the truck known as Max Destruction, Maximum Destruction there, uh, that started off as a Goldberg-sponsored monster truck. The design and everything. And Tom Mentz, after WCW stopped paying, created this truck, uh, just repainted it, called it Maximum Destruction, and it's one of the most famous uh, monster trucks out there on the, um, on the Monster Jam tour. So, he got all that, you got... Oh my god, you got um, just all sorts of freaking craziness that I've seen on vehicles. Hell, I, I've seen TV shows as a sponsor. Um, I've seen movies promoted, you know, some that have made absolutely zero freaking sense. Uh, you know, music. Oh my god. Some of the music ones just make no sense at all. You know, and whatnot. So I'm just going to go through and name some of the craziest sponsors, you know, race sponsors, 
um, car sponsors, everything that I can freaking think of that just pops right into my head. Okay? Because I can. All right, starting off, just, you know, because I... The first thing I thought of when I thought of the EPT car is back in the mid-90s in NASCAR's Goody Stash series, uh, there was a woman by the name of Sherry Blakely. Sherry was a driver, I believe she was from Florida, that would drive in the series, and the series was known for running what they, what they called, it used to be called Baby Grants, but these were little uh, four-cylinder cars like your Chevy Cavaliers, Pontiac Sunfires, um, Mercury, would race the Mercury Kruger there, um, Mercury Cougar, not the Mercury Kruger, because, well, if it was the Mercury Kruger, it'd be slashing its way through the field just like Freddy. Anyway... We had, you know, you had all these cars, and they would always have these these sponsors. There was a driver by the name of Doc Brewer. His sponsor, PBR. He was also co-sponsored by the syndicated radio show John Boy and Billy, um, a popular syndicated morning show in the South, uh, in the Midwest, uh, much like a, I guess, kind of like a East. I don't want to say a Southern Howard Stern because they weren't truly offensive, but they were definitely a, a Southern morning show. Uh, they were co-sponsors on this car with PBR and a sponsor by and Doc Brewer. Well, anyway, another one that, that stuck out to me was Sherry Blakely's. Sherry Blakely, you know, I, her vehicle would have definitely fit in 2020 in the field for the EPT 200 as Sherry was sponsored by Ramsey's Condoms. A condom sponsor. Yes, a condom sponsor in the mid-90s in NASCAR granted in a lower tier series. Uh, this is the sport uh, the brand of NASCAR really hitting all of its strides. Um, being one of the most popular sports in the country. Sherry, unfortunately, is no longer with us. Passed away a number of years ago. Um, due to, um, I believe due to an illness. But this this was just one of those sponsors that you kind of had to do a double take on. Especially when you hear it. Um, I do actually have a autographed Sherry Blakely car I bought many, 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 many moons ago uh, prior to, um, you know, moving. Uh, so the car is actually packed away at a tote at my parents' house uh, where it has been for the past almost 20 years. So I, I, that was the first thing I always thought of. Uh, the... The second one that always popped into my head, not to be outdone, was in Formula One, they had a Durex sponsorship, Durex condoms, uh, in the late 70s, early 80s, which ironically, in some races in the F1 season, 
that sponsorship was not allowed on the car, so they would have to do other things to kind of promote that. Kind of like how um, Philip Morris still promotes Marlboro on the side of the uh, Ferrari cars, but they cannot use um, the Marlboro logo or the Marlboro uh, phrase. That they've kind of found a way around it, you know, whether it's Mission Winnow or, um, you know, just various color schemes to kind of, kind of show that it still has that sponsorship with Marlboro. Um, it was done for many, many years in IndyCar with the Penske cars, with the white, with the red, the red stripe, with the Team Penske, you know, to kind of get around uh, those laws. Uh, another one like that was the Benson and Hedges team. Um, I'm trying to remember if they were Jordan or whatever. But one year they had uh, I forget what it was. I'm drawing a blank on it, but in 1999 2000 they had they were calling themselves the Buzz and Hornets. The B for Benson and the H for hedges were replaced with buzzing and hornets and their cars would be yellow and have a hornet's head on the nose cone of the car. I thought that was clever but it was kind of one of those what the hell is buzzing hornets all about. Then it dawned on me what it was. So we have all that. Other, other ones haven't been as subtle. Uh, going back you have a uh, you, you have other sponsors that they weren't subtle, they were right there on the car, but you, you still scratched your head. 1999, Frank Pentagon driving for, um, damn it, I can't remember his name of this guy. Somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna have to message me after the show, after this airs, and, and I mean, I, I wanna, I wanna say, oh, there's a famous famous drag racing team and I can't think of it but anyway Frank Petragon brother of champions Cruz Petragon and Tony Petragon he's the only Petragon not to win a funny car championship by the way Frank is but Frank would hook up with this ride and in 1999 be sponsored by Penthouse Magazine Penthouse Magazine now apparently NHRA didn't have a problem with Penthouse being on the car um, uh, IndyCar for many years would have the Playboy brand on their on the car along with SCCA and IMSA but NASCAR in 2000 had shot down a deal with Playboy being on Kenny Wallace's Eel River Racing Team uh, number 27 car uh, which the lack of sponsorship with that team because it's full, you know, whether Penske, uh, whether Playboy would have saved that team for the season uh, with their sponsorship money is yet to be determined because I don't think anything could have saved that damn team. But, yeah. So, they had, they had that. Uh, Frank would run that car for one year. And mind you, in 1999, you saw a hell of a lot of weird sponsors. Especially in the world of NHRA as Jerry Tolliver would be sponsored by Mad Magazine. Yes, the same Mad Magazine, Alfred E. Newman, Spy vs. Spy. Uh, they would sponsor him in 
1999. And Jerry Tolliver would go to a different sponsor in the year 2000. Yeah, 2000. For those of you who watched the old Conan O'Brien show, I'll be damned. Vince McMahon sees what's going on over with his competition over in WCW. How Ted Turner was throwing money around sponsoring NASCAR teams uh, with his multitude of different brands. Uh, we'd start off with Cartoon Network in 1996 with Steve Grissom. Uh, Grissom driving for Diamond Ridge Racing. I'm going to kind of all-encompass this, guys. I, I apologize. This is going to be this is going to be a twofer when I talk about these sponsors and how they kind of intertwine. In 2000, would sponsor Steve Grissom with that in the Cup Series, and on with the Bush Series, what is now the Xfinity Series, they would run a, a full season, I believe, as well. In the Xfinity Series with Grissom. And WCW, uh, WCW would make its sponsorship debut just a few years before with uh, in both the Xfinity and the Cup Series and a couple of one-offs with um, uh, Billy Standridge, the late Billy Standridge and his number 47, uh, Ford Thunderbird. And would also be on the Penske, uh, not Penske, Richard Petty, uh, uh, the the Petty Enterprises number 43 in the Bush series with Rodney Combs uh, be on the car a couple of times and actually would have a Hulk Hogan inspired car that would just say Hogan in, in the Hulk Hogan lettering and be red and yellow, obviously. Um, for the Hulkster, Hulkamania, brother, yeah! Get into my Macho Man. Maybe I'll break out the Mach at the end of the show. Anyway, um, they, would, they would sponsor cars here and there. Had an NWO sponsored car. Yeah, the NWO would be, would be on a car driven by the man who fit NASCAR's version of the NWO, Kyle Petty. Because when you think the New World Order, Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall, the bad guy, you think Kyle Petty. Anyway, they would they would they would do these sponsors throughout the years. Well, in 1999, not to be outdone, the World Wrestling Federation would uh, ink a deal. For 2000 and 2001 to sponsor Jerry Tolliver Racing. Tolliver would be leaving, would have Mad Magazine leave the team and would go on and sponsor Dale Creasy Jr. And Mad Magazine would pop on and sure enough would feature a multitude of different wrestlers. One of them kind of got them in a little bit of hot water uh, with uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and the phrase on his car saying, bye-bye, jackass, for those of you who remember that. But would also feature Kane and 
in 2001 would set up and have a team car with Jim Epler with The Undertaker and The Rock on them. And uh, Jerry Tuller not to, and the WWE would also throw the XFL. Not the, not the XFL that just folded, but the 2001 version of the XFL uh, would be on Tolliver's Pontiac uh, Firebird for a couple of races. Uh, the black car would feature all eight, I think there were eight, but all the XFL teams from the Chicago Enforces to the Birmingham Bolts to the San Francisco Dragons to the New York, New Jersey Hitmen. All of them featured on the car. Uh, the sponsorship would end at the end of the 2001 season along with the XFL. Who knew? Uh, the WWE would also have sponsored, obviously, in 1995, they'd get their feet wet by sponsoring Bob Howard, better known by wrestling fans as Bob Hardcore Holly or Thurman Sparky Plug or Bob Spark Plug Holly, whatever you want to call them. Um, they would sponsor him at local races uh, in the southeast, in the Alabama area, uh, Mobile, Alabama to be exact, and a number of Southeast Series races uh, at the time. So, there is that. There is been a number of sports teams to sponsor races. Um, obviously, in 2003, during the 100th anniversary of the New York Yankees, Christian Fittipaldi would run a New York Yankees-inspired paint scheme one that would feature the number 44 Dodge Intrepid as a white car with the blue pinstripes and the Yankees logo on the hood and on the sides. And as, a, as somebody who is a diehard Red Sox fan and kind of hates the Yankees, out of all the sports teams I've seen on a car, with the Red Sox included, this is my favorite. I think this really captured the sponsorship of the team, the, the, everything. And not for nothing, the Reds, the Yankees' home uniforms are very, very classic. I, I personally love them. I'm very, very cold on the team. You know, part of that is because I'm I'm a Red Sox fan. Yeah, <laughs> and I kind of hate the late '90s when it comes to the playoffs. I hated that time period. Um, other other teams that have been on cars, uh, obviously the Red Sox uh, were on the Carl Edwards '99 car due to a being partially owned by the Fenway Group and John Henry, the same owners of the Boston Red Sox. Um, 
wouldn't be the first time that wouldn't be the last time the Red Sox were would sponsor a car as they would they would sponsor David Reagan or be a co-sponsor with David Reagan and his AAA sponsorship in 2006. They would also be a or 2007. I take that back. My apologies. They would also be on. I believe it was Travis Pastrana's car, or, Dave, or not David Reagan, um, Trevor Bain's car. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse would run a car with the 100th anniversary of Fenway Park. Uh, Nesson, the New England Sports Network that is partially owned by the Fenway Group, would, would find themselves on a multitude of different cars, including Greg Biffle's number 16. I believe they were on Matt Kenseth's uh, number 17 at one point, but they would have their fingerprint on, on that for a myriad of years. But not to be outdone, the NHL uh, would sponsor their, with a deal with Dodge, would sponsor their all-star race in 2004 on Jeremy Mayfield's Dodge Intrepid in the Cup Series. The NFL would have their tie-in in the early years with the Joe Gibbs team and would actually be one, the NFL itself would be one of the sponsors, which makes the irony of Jimmy Johnson um, trying to buy the, not Jimmy Johnson, uh, Jerry Jones trying to get into NASCAR be sponsored by the Dallas Cowboys, why that whole thing got nixed. Uh, even more bizarre. Maybe they, maybe the, the NFL really does have it out for Jerry Jones. Who knows? Anyway, um, Brett Favre would, was a former a co-owner and actually is with Dale Jarrett would actually feature the Green Bay Packers on their car for one race at Darlington in 1998. Uh, I thought that was a nifty car and Jesse is a Packers fan so I think that was kind of a win-win. But how can you hate Brett Favre? How the hell can you hate Brett Favre? To me Brett Favre is He's kind of like the every, the every man. While you have uh, Tom Brady is kind of like the Brad Pitty type. Uh, it's just so easy to like really equate to Brett Favre than it is to a Tom Brady. Uh, I just, I just never understood it. Uh, I think the only people who hate Brett Favre now are like the front office at the Packers, you know, and wanting to leave the team <laughs> and go on to play for somebody else, you know. Granted, Tom Brady leaving for the for my Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, wasn't as acrimonious as far of leaving. But, I digress. Anyway, talk about other weird sponsors. Two 
sports leagues, not teams, but two sports leagues would come on the, into the truck series and actually sponsor teams. The first, uh, Thor Sport, the, the team that uh, is home to three-time truck series champion Matt Crafton. Early in their infancy would be sponsored by the professional bowler store. You know, because bowling and NASCAR go together. You know, that that I could see the, the truck was uh, driven by Terry Cook in 1996, I believe. 95-96 uh, prior to Matt Crafton moving to the team. Uh, so I, I that was certainly that was certainly one that sticks out in my mind. The other one that sticks out in my mind wasn't just a one-season deal. It was two seasons. Two! And that was the National Hockey League. The NHL. Who we just talked with um, being on the Jeremy Mayfield car promoting their All-Star game in 2004. But prior to that, in 1997 and 1998, they would be on the truck of Lance Norick. Uh, Lance would drive him on his number 90 Ford F-150 in 1997, then be featured the next season on his Dodge Ram. Uh, in the truck series, Norick who is more known for his NHL paint schemes than his actual driving prowess, uh, would, would feature the oversized NHL logo on the hood and feature the ice on the sides of the car, on the sides of the truck, I should say. And depending on the market they were in, would also feature a logo of the corresponding NHL team. Like at Phoenix, they would... Um, feature the Phoenix Coyotes on the side. Uh, when they ran at Michigan, it would feature the Detroit Red Wings. Um, Flor uh, trying to remember if they had one for the Florida Panthers. Uh, or well, the Tampa Bay Lightning or any of those teams. Um, I, 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 it was one of my favorite truck series sponsors for a long period of time. Great cross brand. I just don't think it was enough bang for the buck because I really don't see your typical Southern NASCAR truck series fan tuning into the NHL and watching what Claude Lemieux would do. Claude Lemieux would do. Uh, so that that was one. Um, we've had we've had a plethora of others throughout the years. We have musicians, musicians. When NASCAR would run their um, their Chevy Rock and Roll 400, you you would see a bunch of different musicians. Um, they ran this program for a number of years, and I believe it was three or four years. But you would get some really cool things out of it, as uh, Chevy and the Universal's music group would. Um, throw a roster of their musicians and bands on said cars and 
you know, some of them were hits. I, I thoroughly enjoyed, um, you know, Sugar Ray was on a car. I, I thought I thought that one was pretty unique. Uh, Uncle Cracker. The car was kind of lame, but I think Uncle Cracker being from uh, the Motor City of Detroit and, you know, his, his music and just his affiliation with Kid Rock, I think it kind of linked up with the fans pretty well. Um, the band Stained, I can, I could picture, uh, but there were just some that just did not click and kind of made you go, what the hell? Um, but, uh, you know, there were just three that really stuck out in my mind. Uh, the first being Frankie Perez. Now, I've never listened to Frankie Perez, never even heard of him. Um, poor guy, from my understanding, uh, when they when they ran this race in 2004, they would do a pre-race concert with all these different um, different groups. Uh, they would do a couple of songs here or there. Um, Frankie Perez just really wasn't received by the the NASCAR fans there in Richmond, Virginia. So I, I don't know much. I just know that one fell flat as a fart in church. Uh, another one that they had done uh, was actually one of the cars that Dale Jr. would run. And that was Dave Matthews' band. Dave Matthews, if you, if you listen to Dave Matthews, he's kind of... It's it's a very unique thing. Um, he's a very good musician, a very good band, but I just don't think it really equates well uh, with the typical NASCAR fan. Dave Matthews is kind of like those college kids, those crazy college kids who would sit in their room and um, partake on a sandwich, for those of you who watched the show How I Met Your Mother. Um, it, they were they were that type of um, that type of band, and I just I just don't think it really equated much with the typical NASCAR fan. Although for those those of them, they, they probably uh, are into the Willie Nelson. We know Willie Nelson likes to partake in those sandwiches, uh, so. They, uh, I think they kind of missed the, the boat on that deal, and it was just a really odd one, but another odd one, you know, kind of going along with college kids, and granted, this band is not known as partaking in sandwiches, but I think this was kind of like an odd choice, but Kevin Harvick would win a race in one of those, um, Chevy Rock and Roll 400s, and his pairing for that deal was the Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, the Bare Naked Ladies, famous for such songs as One Week and Brian Wilson. Uh, they would they would find themselves on that uh, that number twenty nine Chevy. So you have you have that you have um, just all that all that type of uniqueness. And I think that that was just something that really did not... I don't know if it, it gelled with other people, but it just 
didn't really gel in my eyes. Uh, so, I was just trying to find the right, um, the right, you know, meshing. I mean, uh, Kevin Harvey just a few years before would be sponsored by the band Kiss on his truck. And I think that was, I hate, I, I, I shouldn't say I hate the band Kiss. I'm not a fan of them. Um, I think that they are extremely overrated. Their music is good. Um, there are a few Kiss songs I really enjoy, like She and God Gave Rock and Roll to You. Um, but I think the band Kiss, um, a lot due to um, Peter Stanley and Gene Simmons, you know, in recent years, those two in particular, the reason why I never got into it, that and just their their kabuki get-up paint, that just, I felt that's the reason why they were popular and were a hit in the 70s. You know, the, the, these gimmicks, they're all gimmicked up. Uh, they look like something out of a, a, a fucking cartoony wrestling show, um, which is maybe what they were going for. Um, you know, and... You know, their, their, their influences, you know, widely seen, you know, do their music and, and even their, their get-ups. I mean, War, the band War's got a get-up. Um, the Insane Clown Posse, I, I've heard people make that analogy to them uh, with, their, with their paints. Uh, but anyway, getting back to Kiss, uh, their, their, their car was really cool, and I think it really fit the, the crowd that they were going for. Um, that same weekend, I believe it was Matt Crafton would run a Kiss truck, uh, driving for Kevin Harvick uh, in his truck series team. So I think that was certainly um, something there. Uh, but there was also the um, the fact that. You know, you had uh, other, you know, just, there's just some that have fit, some that haven't fit. I know Kid Rock would, and Three Doors Down would be featured on Tony Stewart cars and actually have full sponsorship by the, the said band. Um, Kid Rock when Tony Stewart would drive for the Kevin Harvick Incorporated uh, Chevy team. Uh, and I forget what race I want to say it was that. Then you also had um, Tony Stewart driving for uh, Chance Two Motorsports, the early incarnation of Junior Motorsports. Um, one of the short track races. Anyway. Um, Speaking of Three Doors Down, they had actually done a multitude of different uh, racing deals. Yeah, obviously, they, they knew their fans. They knew their fans were race fans. Uh, they would be on... I think they were the band most often. Um, outside of Marty Robbins, but then again, Marty Robbins also raced. Uh, he would promote himself on the sides of his cars. Uh, but... Three Doors Down would be featured three times 
on a NASCAR series vehicle. First, uh, with the Tony Stewart Dale Jr. deal. Uh, second, in 2007, with the National Guard in Junior's first nod to um, Buddy Baker's Great Ghost car would be featured on that as a promotion uh, with the Three Doors Down song Citizen Soldier, which is the the idea behind the National Guard, who is their tribute to um, guardsmen and soldiers and whatnot. Um, and lastly, on a Budweiser. Actually, I think it may have been prior to prior to the Citizen Soldier, but they would be featured on one of the Chevy Rock and Roll racing cars um, with the co-sponsorship from Budweiser. So they uh, they would be on there. Anyway, they're moving on from music. There's been a ton of different movies featured on cars. Uh, Mile Twenty Two, uh, the the Mark Wahlberg film. Um, most notably was on Bubba Wallace's car. And the only reason why I remember that is because that was the car that Bubba had pancaked into the turn one wall very hard at um, Pocono. And Junior would later get that car for um, his, his racing graveyard. Uh, later on you'd see, uh, well, prior to that, you would see Batman films, like Batman Begins being one of them, uh, featured on Mark Martin's car, uh, the Justice League on Casey Kane, and the, all the DC cars would, would um, DC movies would usually be featured on those. They, they seem to have more pulse with their, with their fans, as Marvel would only really sponsor the Hulk on theirs. So, um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, seeing a, a Iron Man sponsored, you know, Jeff Gordon car would have been actually pretty damn cool, to be honest, you know, especially when Jeff was going for that Iron Man record back when, so anyway, with that said, we'll have to do a, a continuation of this show later on. Because I know there's a lot more to talk about. But until then, I'm Matt Hardman. Thank you for enjoying us. See you at the track.